Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Bowler will be joining us uh, coming up here momentarily. Can't wait to hear what Bowler thinks about uh, about this trade. I saw some reaction from him on Twitter. He seemed pretty positive about it. So yeah, we'll I think his thoughts. most people are fairly positive. I think there are some exceptions. But now everyone's wondering what comes next. And? Well, the Jazz have a roster to fill out. Right? Oh, that's that's where you're going to go. What, you were just throwing that open-ended question my way because I have all the answers? Do they still need a wing? Uh, yes, I think they need more shooting still. Uh, Mike Conley is is a fine shooter, fine shot maker. Uh, he's, he's a creator. He does all those sorts of things, but they still need uh, spacing. And one thing that they'll miss with Jay Crowder, and, and I get it that we got frustrated with Jay's shot selection at times and his efficiency at times. His eagerness to shoot. But when he was making them, you had to guard them. And that was valuable to the Jazz. And I think they need to find they need to find some more 3 and D guys to fill in around everybody. And if they don't retain Derek Favors, then you're going to have to go find a backup center. So One of our callers brought something up earlier in the show, and we're, we have been taking calls today. If you have a strong opinion or reaction to the Mike Conley deal, then uh, we're all ears today. But somebody brought up the toughness factor with the Jazz. Do you think that is a, an, an area that needs addressing? No. No, I, I don't because, one, I think Mike Conley is a really tough player. I think Rudy's a tough player, and as Rudy continues to put on weight, I think he'll be even a tougher player. I think Donovan Mitchell can be tough at times, but sometimes when you're talking about toughness, what are you really – you're talking about an intangible that matters maybe 50th on the importance list. You know what I mean? I, I think there's a place for toughness. And I'm not talking about guys who are going out there looking for a fight. I'm just – Jay Crowder, his presence on the floor, he, I, I wouldn't call him necessarily contentious, but I, I wouldn't have wanted to mess with him. You want you want somebody who's tough that you don't want to mess with or someone who's going to knock down 35% of their threes? I'll take the latter. Yeah, right. So, But I'd like both if I could get it. Well, I'd like to be a superhuman, and that's not happening anytime soon. You told us earlier off the air what you'd also like, and I really don't want to think about that. No, no, nor did we need or or want to bring that up either. <laughs> thank you for doing that. That's, uh, a, nice, that's a nice T-shirt you're wearing that day, though. Thank I, you. I appreciate that. Very nice. I'm not saying toughness doesn't have value. I'm just saying that if I had to, if I were to point out the faults or the reasons that the Jazz are not the number one title contender in the Western Conference, toughness is way down the list. They need other things aside from that. And and by the way, why couldn't you know Rudy and Mike Conley be your kind of tough guys or set the tone for toughness on the team? Why wouldn't that? Why do you need I suppose Jay Crowder it could happen. for that? I mean, you don't need to have a boxing champion out there or something like that. Plus, sometimes Jay's persona. Tough guy persona did not necessarily translate to when the the ball was in play. You think that was more just for show? Uh, I don't know if I want to go. I don't know if I want to go down that road because that's quite the accusation. I'm just saying. Sometimes I think he could have played a little tougher on both defense and offense. Hmm. 
Well, Mike Conley is tough in that regard. He plays tough at both ends. And I think it's pretty important to have that quality in your point guard. I know that people talk about positionless basketball and all that, but saying your point guard is not your floor leader is like saying your quarterback isn't your uh, you know field general. I I think, well, we had a caller, what was the last segment, who brought up D'Angelo Russell, and that's who our caller really wanted. Um, I, I think that's what makes Mike Conley a better player right now than D'Angelo Russell or Kimball Walker, for that matter, is he's a two-way guy. Yeah. And I think often we ignore that fact when we're looking at players. And, and hey, Damian Lillard's not a two-way guy, and everybody listening to the show right now would take Damian Lillard on the Jazz if it could be a possibility. So I'm not saying it's the end-all, be-all, but it's something that I really like about Mike Conley. That, that you don't compromise your identity, as Sam it called it, yep. by increasing your attack potential. Right. You don't sacrifice one for the other, right? which is a conversation we've had on the show, uh-huh. whether they should sacrifice some of that defense to get more offense. Well, in acquiring uh, Mike Conley, they actually got better at both. Mm. And I think that there's some real value there. And I think Ricky at times could be a good defender, but then also at times we saw like when they played against the Thunder and Russell Westbrook was taunting Quinn Snyder to take him out of the game, saying, I'm torching this guy. You better take him out. Westbrook did that. Yeah. He's not going to do that to Conley. I don't think so. And Conley's what? He's like uh, six, six one, uh, 180? Uh, let's see. He's not. 6'1", 175 is what he's listed at. Hmm. There's a reason Mike Conley is making the money he's making. He's been a good player for a long, long time. And when you do that, the paycheck rises. Well, yeah, in, in Memphis, think of where they were when they signed Conley to that deal. Memphis was a playoff team. They're a small market team like the Jazz who wanted to hold on to their stars. And, you know, sometimes, you know, if the Jazz could have re-signed Gordon Hayward, they would have preferred to do that, you know, retain the guys that you develop and that you feel have potential. And then, you know, they signed Conley and they signed Marc Gasol for both those reasons. Those guys both wanted to stay. And sometimes it's not all that easy to get free agents to go to Memphis. Now, Conley gets a little older. So does Gasol. They have the second pick fall into their lap. They have Jaron Jackson Jr., who's a really good player that they drafted last year. And so now all of a sudden they have some young guys and some future stars to build around. And that makes guys like Conley more expendable. So don't, I mean, it's not the greatest contract in the world, but but I'm with you. He earned that contract, and he earned it by being loyal to a small market team, which I think a lot of people around here would actually really like. Appreciate it, yeah. yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Man, I'll tell you, I just saw a statistic uh, on the TV there. It was a, it was a picture of the uh, Raptors roster, and it showed what draft picks they were. And who do you think the highest – Draft pick on that roster, according well, at least the list uh, it was a sizable list. It's Kawhi Leonard, fifteen, right? Everybody else was down like around 37, 48. Got it, but they also moved some lottery guys to get those guys. So yeah, that's I mean not... they did it after the fact. But my my point with that is maybe you can pick up some guys who may not be recognized for every bit of potential ability they have. And with the Jazz putting themselves in a position where they need to fill out the roster, you brought this up earlier, they've been pretty good at finding those guys, at least some of them. Yeah, they've been pretty good at that for a while now, actually. 
So I don't understand why, why certainly that wouldn't continue. And then maybe you do grab a, a couple of vets, a couple of aging vets who will play for the minimum or play for the mid-level exception or something like that that can fill in and give you some experience and some toughness. Who's somebody that would fit into that category? Trevor Ariza. Huh. Well, there's no doubt about that. That guy can defend. How much does Miritich, Miritich make? Uh, right now, I believe it's around 12, but give is me it? one second and I can uh, tell you exactly what it is. That a little more problematic, I guess, unless you do something with but he's Derek a free Favors. But he's a free free agent. Yeah, yeah they'd, have to, they'd have to not pick up Derek Favors' option if they wanted to be uh, in play for him. He's making 12-5 this year, and I would guess that goes up uh, if he signs somewhere else. But I, he's, he's certainly not a max guy. I don't. I don't know if he could get up as high as twenty million bucks a year. Probably not. Okay, so where do you lay the odds that the Jazz will sign an additional player who has whose name will resonate with Jazz fans? I know that's sort of a nebulous way of saying it, but will they get another name guy on this roster? Yeah, what does that even mean? We had all heard of Tabo Cephalosha when they signed him. Okay, what I mean is an established player who isn't a has-been. Oh, well, I would say 100% because they've got to fill out the roster with somebody. Okay. <laughs> you'd, you'd think they're just going to promote Nazmi True Long and call it a day? <laughs> we're good. Don't worry about us. We're, we're solid. George, get on in here. Who else we got? Who else from the stars? Yeah. Actually, you know what? We're going to do an open tryout. No, I, I think that they'll sign. What, have the guys from the Bonneville 45th Ward come on down and see if they can make the roster? I think they'll sign some folks we know. Yeah, I, I do think that's going to happen. I I wouldn't exclude another trade from happening either. I feel like there certainly is another move to come, although the Jazz did you know, spend a lot of their assets. So, not all, but they did spend some assets, so uh, a trade uh, might be more difficult uh, to pull off. Okay, let me. I'm playing the devil's advocate here, but how motivated would you be to use Derek Favors as, uh, as a means of acquiring somebody else and not keeping him for what he brings to you on the court? Hmm. Because that frees up the 20-some million. So, okay, so there's a few different scenarios that pop into my mind. And I, the timing really works out for the Jazz because they don't have to make a de- decision on, on favors until the 6th of July. So they can spend three, four, five days at the beginning of free agency and figure out what the, the temperature is before they have to make that decision. But I could also see them um, thinking that, okay, we can't spend that money better anywhere else right now, so we'll pick up Derek's option. But then when trade deadline time comes around again all of a sudden he's 17 million dollars expiring which of course would have some value on the trade market Mm -hmm. so i could see them making another push at the trade deadline if that's what they chose to do or i could also see them just going picking up favors option and saying this is who we are let's let's go get it so uh, the fact that Derek wasn't included in the trade today i think is a big deal because there are different roads that they can go down with him and the wor- well, I don't want to say worst case scenario because that that sounds bad. But uh, but the worst case scenario is you have Derek Favors for another year. That's not bad at all. Maybe you can trade him to upgrade the roster, or maybe you can use the money to sign a free agent. Either way, could be good as well. There's not really a losing scenario there. Hmm. 
And there's all kinds of possibilities when you think about it. And um, it's tricky because every move you make is a risk. Because what happens if Rudy Gobert gets dinged up somewhere along the way? Then it's awfully nice having Derek Favors on your roster. I thought you were just, uh, didn't last segment you just talk about how you can't operate that way, thinking about injuries and such? Well, I don't, wouldn't be my primary thought, swing thought. Okay. But you do wonder about it. His you need versatility a... in that regard. Uh, however, we know the modern NBA, and we know that everybody wants shooters. Derek Favors is not a shooter. Well, you need a backup for Rudy. I mean, that's still Derek Favors' most important role on this team is uh, him coming in for Rudy Gobert and being that insurance policy for if if Rudy were to go down. Have so, you had a chance to watch Tony Bradley play? I mean, is this guy a player? Is he a guy who can fill that spot? I I don't know if I've seen him quite enough to really make that make that judgment, but I Let's don't know. I don't know if the signs are are that good on him. We were just talking about the Jazz's big man situation, Bowler, and uh, you know, uh, talking about the versatility of Derek Favors uh, backing up Rudy Gobert when need be. Uh, what's the progress on Tony Bradley? You know, when I saw him in. Um, after he had his knee surgery, um, he had a nice comeback. I've seen him in practice and did travel uh, at the very end of the year. Is and, he an NBA player? You know, he lost some weight trying to redistribute that into muscle, and I still think the the Jazz feel as though I think would he still fall into the project category? My opinion would be yes. Um, he's got moves, and he seems to be comfortable around the basket and actually has a little face-up game, uh, can defend some. But again, I think a lot of it comes down to confidence and a little bit, not a little, probably a lot more strength that's going to have to be involved. But I think his attitude is tremendous. Um, Bigs are hard to find. And so I think what happens is, like Dante, you know, do you really know who he is yet because of injury to Exum? And now you have Tony that's a, a potential big who could hit the floor, maybe help the Jazz. But how far along is that process? I don't know. Uh, I, see, I see improvement from then until now, which is a plus. And I think, again, it comes down, you've got to have some body strength. You've got to have that ability to hold your own on the block in this league. And I still think that's the situation that he's dealing with. Bowler, first of all, good to see you. Great to see you guys. Thanks for coming Sorry in. Sorry I'm a little late. Traffic and uh, had another appointment. And uh, you know what? If you try to move too fast in this city, I guarantee you, you don't get that far anyway. So You're going to run into construction? I, Is that what you're I'd saying? I'd say there's a few cones up along the way created some issues unbelievable but you i guess you know what take advantage when the weather's good right because when winter comes you can't do yeah. much about it all right bowler mike conley on the jazz go all right well i got to preface this because i'm a jazz employee but it's uh you know reported correct that uh it's a it's a deal that would be consummated by july 6th if this thing happens which i'm pretty confident it will but if it does I think it's a home run, uh, personally. Look, I love Jay Crowder and Kyle Korver, two great pros, and Grayson Allen probably gets a, a reset button opportunity if everything goes down the way that the, the Jazz expect it to. But um, I think what they've done 
again, is swing for the fence. And you and I have talked privately, Gordon, and Jake as well on the show last week, is that uh, win now. And I think that's the mentality going into this, you know, trade that, you know, should come to fruition in, in July, on July 6th. So, um, you know, to, to compete in this conference, you have to have dynamic players, dynamic combinations. And I think this, this trade would be this, exactly that. And also, I think it would help probably the two bigs in favors and, 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 and Gobert. Uh, he's a terrific passer. Uh, you know, he had a career year last year scoring at over 21 points a game. Uh, the question is age. The question is health. But you know what? Uh, those questions pop up on a lot of players in this league right now. Um, you know, can you stay healthy? Can you stay on the floor? And that's uh, that's really going to be the, the biggest, you know, I guess it's not an issue, but that will be tracked uh, if this trade goes down because, you know, that's the, the Jazz have rolled the dice. This is a $66 million commitment over the next two years. And I think it does show um, Donovan and Gobert that they're serious about making the move now. Not later, but now. Uh, Then the question is, as we get into June 30th and July 1st, how aggressive will the Jazz be uh, in free agency? That's the next question that Mm -hmm. everyone's been bombarding me with today. I've done like three shows around Louisville and Memphis and all this stuff and it's uh, you know they hate to see Conley in this trade talk but look he he had 12 years and they're moving to a different level with younger players and they're in that marketplace to move on and you know look what the Kawhi Leonard and and uh, DeMar DeRozan went through just recently one wanted out one didn't really want to stay or did want to stay and that's DeMar and look what happened Toronto wins and he helped build that whole foundation for a title, uh, but yet it was Kawhi Leonard who was able to push him over the top. So, Bowler, uh, what is... How you doing, man? A little good. cold? A little cold? Yeah, a little, a little bit cold. Yeah. I was going to do... I was trying to do my John Wayne impersonation earlier. Really? How'd it go? I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Pilgrim. Not I'm good. I'm going to saddle me answer. up a horse, and I'm going to ride out of town. You know what though? That low voice, you could probably get away with a little, uh, little Rocky, a little, you know, <laughs> your cuff and link, cuff and link. <laughs> the difference between Bowler and me is he always talks this way, and I talk this way when I have a cold. <laughs> Who comes back but, from the tropics, Bowler, with a cold? It's a little Who odd. Who does that? It's a little odd to me. I I think maybe the windows were left open. I I don't know. A little draft through there. And that was my wife. She's the one that got me. Sick, I think. So now you're blaming Lisa. Let's oh, see how call it goes. Lisa, not again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, here's here's my question for you, Bowler. Lisa's pet name for me is Bowler. Oh, we had to do that. Um, it's funny every time. It's oh, funny every single I chuckle, time. I chuckle every time. Okay, so Bowler, what is the what is the level of interest in the Jazz holding on to Derek Favors? <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, I think that if his name was not involved in this uh, purported trade this morning, I think he's part of their future um, going on, what, 10th year? Um, How does he fit? I think when Dennis made the point that we were a good team, not a great team, and also the accolades given to Derek and the way that he played uh, and helped the Jazz win, uh, what, game four? Mm Mm-hmm. 
that that was kind of a, a proven commodity of what his what his worth was. Um, how he fits in has always been a question too, Gordon. You know, every year we come back and ask the same questions that they're uh, they're not interchangeable. Uh, is he a five? Is he a four? Can he stretch the floor? He tried, you know, to improve his three point game last season. There were moments where you thought maybe uh, he was going to bust and do some things. It's a difficult shot. His shot would be the corner three. Uh, I love his defense. I like his offensive uh, rebound and put back. He's got a great pair of hands and also can play defense and block shots. Uh, the biggest question mark is in this league we play in today, do you stretch the floor enough to help open that floor uh, for his teammates and by hitting the three ball? He doesn't. He's 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 tried to he's imp- tried, but, but it hasn't it hasn't occurred. No, and I think only the last two seasons have have I really seen him attempt practice and really try to get better at that. That's a difficult. Uh, f- well, you know what? For most bigs in this league, they are they are hitting the three ball straight away. Trailer three, Dirk Nowitzki changed it all, as we know. How many seven footers could run the floor and stop and pop and knock it straight away for three? I mean, look at Gasol. Look what he gave Toronto in the in the uh, championship series. Uh, he did that in Memphis before um, his departure, and now uh, really helped Toronto. Uh, Capella has some outside range. Um, I think that both Rudy and 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 Derek both fall into the same category that they do need to improve their offensive game uh, to continue to help this team grow. And I think that's probably will be foc- the focus in preseason and camp about what Rudy did in the offseason, uh, more than just at the rim play, the lob play, the, the high pass play. Uh, but can he face the basset? Can he? Did he develop, or can he continue to develop some some type of a sweeping hook shot, and can Favors even improve his three point shot ability by seven eight percentage points? I mean, that would help. But I wonder it, if Mehmet Okur ever thinks, man, I should have been born ten years later. I'm got, sure it's rushed through his mind. Got to think it every day, right? Yeah. You know, Memo again was another game changer for a big who could actually just run the floor and hit on angles, and and that was you know the the nickname Money Man. I mean, the guy was so comfortable with that shot, much like Dirk. I mean, Dirk never even thought about it. It was just part of his DNA. And I think that's where the Jazz have got to get is that whoever they bring in has just got to have the ability to just take the ball and have the confidence and knock down, knock down shots. You know, my question, if this trade does go through um, in July, bottom line is I think it tells me the Jazz are all in, and that also tells me that uh, I'm guessing that they become aggressive in the free agent market, and is this the year they bump over the cap? I mean, it, it's, it would have to be that way, right? If you make this decision for Conley, you're $66 million in for two. So are you going to stop there or do you move forward? That's, that's my next question. Well, they've shown today they're going to be aggressive. Now is the time. I think would you call this today. if if this all rolls in, uh, rolls into play? Is that the big three? Oh yeah. Okay. One hundred percent. All right. Joining us now in studio, we'll get uh, more with Bowler coming up right around the corner. But our good friend Andrew Reinhardt is here from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He's here to help our listeners with their love life. We are. We are. We're talking about ED. We've talked about it a lot on on this station and seen a lot of you know your listeners come in. Um, typically, a guy comes in kind of embarrassed, has ED, has struggled for many years with medication injections. Um, our treatment is so cool because 
There's no side effects. It's all natural. It's clearing out the plumbing. Um, clinically proven and FDA cleared to increase blood flow. That's what a guy with ED needs. So no more medication, no more side effects. We talked about this earlier, but it's treating it's treating the root of the problem, not the symptoms. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, the medical doctor is going to go through your situation. Uh, likely what's leading to your ED is a lack of blood flow. That could be high blood pressure, could be diabetes, could be prostate issues, um, which are all very common in our clinic. If you've got any of those you may have ED or you probably will have ED. Um, and uh, this, this treatment can reverse all that. Well, and that's the beauty of the deal you're, you're uh, breaking out for our listeners today is they can go in and find out what's going on and find out if this treatment yeah, will Yeah, this is really all about a, a free assessment with our doctor. Call in now. We'll set it up for you. He'll go through your situation. He may say, I, you know what? I don't think you'll benefit from it. Uh, and, and you can decide. There's no cost. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound. He'll do uh, an exam and an assessment, and it's totally free to you and your insurance. All right, 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. Thank you very much, Thanks, Andrew. guys. All right, we'll have more of The Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott Bowler in the house. We want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing. Spring into action before the summer rush. Get a complete AC diagnostic checkup for just 39 bucks. Scheduled today by calling 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. Guys, real quick here. Gordon's hero, uh, Irvin Buck Magic Johnson, has weighed in on the uh, on the jazz trade. Wait, when did you ever determine that he was my hero? Oh, you can just tell. You interviewed him not, a few times, right? No, not at all. No? Uh, Magic says, with the Mike Conley trade, the Utah Jazz will have one of the most dynamic backcourts in the NBA and be a force to be reckoned with in the Western Conference. Take that Laker fan who called earlier and was all upset at the fact that we were talking hey, weren't, weren't as optimistically Lakers, as we Gordon, were. Weren't the Lakers last week picked all the way, jumped up from uh, what? 100 to 1 uh, to 3 to 1. 200 to 1 to 3 to 1, is that right? Yeah, yep. Something like that. That's amazing. The Lakers still have some work to do. I mean, the Lakers could be the favorite in the West, even you know with what the Jazz do, and we'll see what Houston does. And I'm sure Denver's going to add some pieces and, and Portland as well. But uh, the, the Lakers still need to add some shooting, and they need to add a point guard in order to make that you know the difference jake about the lakers and the warriors versus the jazz the grizzlies uh even san antonio to some you know some and and denver is that they're not afraid to just spend right right i mean golden state's looking at a potential 300 million dollar payroll including repeater luxury tax penalty i mean it's Mm -hmm. it's it's crazy to think about how that occurs and how the jazz has still been able to have a very consistent franchise for years. And I know that I know jazz fans are hungry for another run, another chance. It's been what, twenty two years? It's twenty, isn't it? Ninety seven. Ninety seven and ninety eight. So the last one was twenty one. Uh the first one was twenty two years yep. ago. And so, you know, it's like Kansas City Chiefs for me. Super Bowl four seems like when was that? I mean, was Moses still on earth? I mean, I don't <laughs> know. But come on. You know, what's it going to take? Mahomes, let's do it. Uh, and, and you know, it, again, it's difficult to win a championship, as we all know. But the fan base, and that's the beauty of fans, uh, the fanaticism of fans, is that, look, they're always looking for that that moment and that one special moment when it changes a franchise. And if it all comes down on July 6th, then the Jazz have made a giant step towards exactly what Magic Johnson just said. And 
put themselves in uh, a very good position to be a major player in the NBA, in the West. Oh, Lord, don't be running down Moses. He's a good friend of mine. Oh, you knew Nice, him. Yeah. Gordon. Well Nicely done. done. Yeah. Well done. You sold him his first boat, didn't you? <laughs> oh, wait, that was Noah. <laughs> he was in on the deal, though. Noah. <laughs> Gordon knew them all. Familiar with them all. Kind of the joke. How'd that work, by the way? Because I was... <clears throat> you know, I wasn't sure on this, but, you know, two by two, getting them all in there. How, how'd that work exactly? I don't know. I don't think we want to go down this road. It was road. a long day. Yeah. <laughs> very long day. I'll say that. You know, the... Line them up. Really smelly, too. Huh? Yeah, very <laughs> smelly. One of the biggest deals uh, in my mind with this whole thing is uh, Bowler, and you, you saw this all year. We saw it on the radio broadcast all year, and especially during the playoffs, when teams game plan to take Donovan Mitchell out of the game. Yeah. Which is impossible. Donovan's still had a fine year and still had his moments in the playoffs as well. But, you know, when you can't do it all the time and there was just nowhere else to go. Once in a while, Jay would have a big game. Once in a while, Joe would have a big game. Once in a while, Ricky would have a big game. Yeah, but sure consistently, none of those guys could help where the Jazz needed it. If you focus all your attention on Donovan Mitchell defensively, Mike Conley is going to make you pay. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Donovan made the great tweet. Uh, new year, new me. Uh, and I thought he took his game to another level he where he, he was able to read defenses better. Uh, he felt, I think, some of the pressure come off his back some, even though he decided to take more on. I mean, that's really I – th- I think he quit think he quit thinking and just played basketball. And he did look at a lot of tape. Uh, Johnny Bryant and the staff, I mean, the guy inhales it. And he learns from it. And that's the beauty of, of, of Donovan is he's still a student of the game. He hasn't said enough, boys. I've got it. You know, I'm good. He's a student, and he wants to learn. And he's, you know, he's a sponge. That's a beautiful thing, right, in this world we live in today. But I, I just thought he took his game uh, to another level of maturity as we head into his third season. You would never think he just finished his second, right, the way that he does perform. And he takes a lot of the, the stress on his back. But, you know, there were a lot of times, too, Jake, as you said, about defenses who crowded him, double-teamed him, tried to take the ball out of his hands, and guess what happens? When he got the ball out of his hands, they would give it right back to him because the confidence of the young guy would be a short three- or four-second shot clock, and that's a tough situation for any player to be in, right? And I think that's where Donovan sometimes was frustrated and the Jazz offense would, would stagger and basically stall out. Uh, sometimes those passes, one too many, didn't like the shot, short shot clock, guess who gets it? Donovan, once in a while you hit, sometimes, most of the times you don't. So, yeah, I think the Conley deal, uh, when it comes uh, official, just makes his life much easier. The guy is is not a ball-dominant, a shot-dominant guard, and he, I was looking at his career stats, he's only averaged 12 shots in his career per game and you know he's coming off a career season at 21-1 last season in scoring but he's a terrific free throw shooter he's a terrific defender with his size I heard you guys talk about mm-hmm. 6-1 and 175 but for that size uh, he gets the job done defensively and we've all watched him for 12 years in Memphis he's a tough nut in fact they didn't call the grindhouse the grindhouse in Memphis for no reason. He was part of that. And, you know, with Gasol and Zach, that was a tough place to play. And you did not want to run up against their slow it down, grind it in your face defense. And he was a big, big part of it. So as it is now, when we look at the Jazz, Bowler and and Jake, a starting lineup, 
Gobert, Favors, Ingles, Mitchell, and Conley. Okay? And then who's your first guy off the bench? Uh, right now, probably Royce, Royce maybe Ooh. Dante. Royce. Uh, Royce. What's, what's Dante's status, by the way? Didn't we know? Uh, I have not seen a medical report on Dante. Um, all I heard was from him earlier was that he expected to be totally prepared and ready to go for uh, for the fall. For, yeah, for the fall. Um, you know, I think that's probably again, as we've said for the last couple seasons, um, is the is the big question mark at hand is his health, his ability to continue to adjust to Quinn Snyder's needs, and uh, be an aggressive finisher, and also. Uh, you know, the three ball, there's times it looks good, other times a little flat. But, again, that's legs and being in shape. And, you know, when you're constantly injured, uh, basketball shapes one thing, NBA shapes another. And I think that's where, you know, a couple of players, even Donovan himself said he wants to come back more conditioned, better conditioned in his third season. That says a lot yep. to me if he's going to take that, that conditioning even, even up to another level. And Dante is going to have to be there as well. All right, we'll get more with Bowler coming up on the other side. It is the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I was curious how you would define success with the Mike Conley trade. You know, if we make it to the Western Conference Finals, you know, what, what would be enough improvement to justify the trade. I like the move. Mike Conley is 32. He missed a lot of games a few years ago, but uh, he's been pretty consistent. What kind of other players can we get? Can we get a forward? What does the budget allow? Love to hear the breakdown. Good move, Jess. Welcome on back. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Craig Bowler, Jack in the house, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. That's exactly what we were talking about all during the break. Yeah, a lot of it depends on what do you do with Derek Favors, and if you keep him then you got the mid-level, right? Yep. You can go get somebody there. And then minimum uh, minimum deals. So if you do trade or let's just say you don't pick up that option, right, and guarantee it, right? Mm-hmm. then that opens up 18 mil, and then you're a major player, most likely, and more free agent. Uh, right. But you not lose. a max guy. No, but, not a max but guy. But an impact player. Yeah, absolutely. But it, Gordon and I were talking about this earlier, Bowler. It'd have to be a, something that made the team better than Derek himself. Right. Because De- Derek's a good player. Yeah, absolutely. You bring him back, he plays a role in this team. You, you know, he we has saw a, it. A ton we of saw value. it in the playoffs, and I thought right. he had a terrific year. Uh, I thought he was more confident. He was healthy. I thought he felt like he was more in tune to his position and what the Jazz needed from him. He was a confused player, uh, I think, in the sense of his role. And what he was want, what they wanted him to do last year, I thought he just fit in and just said, "Let's roll." And I thought he played most one of the most comfortable seasons he's had uh, since his he was all of nineteen. You know, he just seemed to be a guy that was a pro and knew exactly what the Jazz needed. He was great against the Rockets. Yeah, big time. I, I so, think that said a lot. So if you were going to go after that mid level ish, what is it? What's the range on that? Four to nine. Four and a half to nine, something like okay, that. Okay, so mm-hmm. if that, if you're going to use that, what type of player would you be looking at? You're looking at a wing? You're looking at a shooter? I would it? say a, a wing, a 3 and D guy, um, if you retain favors. 
you know, somebody like a Danny Greenbowler mentioned or, or a Trevor Reza or something mm-hmm. like that, I think, I think would be a, a good fit that you could get at that price range. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's guys on the board in Justin Zanuck's office and, and Dennis and, and David Moray that uh, obviously they have a list and you know you don't go to the war room often I've seen it on occasion especially when they used to uh, put it up on the big board in the arena which now they've kind of gone into the uh, the, the inner confines yeah of, those days the, are gone yeah, I believe ZBBC. Yeah. but you know it's it, it will be interesting to see how they do fill out the rest of the roster you know I were just kicking around Tabo Epe Epe looks like he's going overseas maybe do you give a veteran mini- minimum to, to Tabo Cephalosha again mm-hmm. I, I you know look uh, father time catches all of us and you know it's someone to fill out the bench but also the one beauty of Tabo is that his mentor his mentoring ship uh, was so well documented and the fact just as a, another coach in a lot of ways and there were there were a couple of minutes that he had moments uh, wasn't healthy, of course, the entire season, but that's what you deal with when age begins to catch up on you. So there's some options there, but the Jazz may just move on, clean the slate, and try to just, you know, reconfigure this 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 uh, this 12. George Niang plays a role. Royce O'Neal plays a role. The question you have to ask too is, you know, does Naz Mitru Long have a role that they see? And we haven't mentioned Neto. If Neto stays healthy, the guy's a gamer. Uh, he's a tough defender. Uh, maybe a bit undersized, but at the same time, I think he's been impressive when healthy. Well, I was telling Gordon, Gordon this earlier, Bowler, that you know th- th- those types of players that we're talking about are a lot easier to find yeah. than somebody who's as good as Mike Conley. That's why you've got to grab your top-end guy, and you'll figure it out from there. And actually, the Jazz have shown that they're pretty good at figuring it out from there. That's why they bring in 80-plus players right. to take a look at and say, is there a diamond out here that we can uh, kind of help shape? And you know, cut and trim, and if so, they 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 could be a part of this this team uh, in the coming months. Last thing here, real quick: what is the likelihood that the Jazz will not pick at fifty three tomorrow night? They, in other words, will they move around? I bet they make the pick. Just no, they've the had pick, pretty good luck. It, they've had some good luck with second rounders. Yeah, Millsap comes to mind. And maybe you can find that uh, diamond in the rough rotational guy. It just, I don't know what type of move they'd make to to get rid of it. I mean, I'm sure they don't really want to make the pick per se, but at the same time, why not? I mean, what are they going to get for a second round pick, the 53rd, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we'll see. Draft day tomorrow got a whole lot less interesting today. It sure did. But we will still be but here. But the overall picture got a lot more interesting. It did. There's yeah. no doubt about it. So uh, we'll uh, we'll have full coverage for you, as usual, of the draft coming up tomorrow. Joining us in studio today, he's been hanging out with us all day long. He's our friend Andrew Reinhardt, uh, Reinhardt excuse me, from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Uh, give him a call, 801-901-8000. You've been helping our listeners all day. We have. We're talking about this breakthrough treatment. Um, this is the last segment to call us for the free assessment, by the way. Uh, This is acoustic wave therapy, uh, pulsating acoustic waves. The reason it's so breakthrough for ED is no medication, no injections. A lot of guys thinking testosterone's the answer, by the way. Um, There's some benefits for testosterone. Typically, when it comes to ED, it's, you know, it doesn't help much. This is a physical issue. Our treatment is the root cause of the problem, which is blood flow. 
And, uh, you know, we've asked you about this before, but uh, the patients, when they get the treatment done, I'm sure you hear it all the time. Wow, I should have done this a long time ago. I don't know what I was worried about. All those sorts of things. I can get back to normal. So many guys come in and say, I had your phone number, you know, programmed in and I should have done it months ago. I was kind of apprehensive. I totally get that. But by the time they go through the treatments, they're so happy they did. Um, They come in and say, wow, the only thing was a pill. I mean, I've been to my urologist. I've been to my primary care. Nobody had an answer. Um, This is, you know, someday this will be in every doctor's office in the country. That'll that'll probably happen. But for now, we're doing it and seeing great results. Andrew, didn't you say that a lot of the wives come in and give you feedback? Yeah, we had a guy and he said, I cannot believe when I walked into your lobby that almost every single guy had his wife with him. which is kind of cool, I think. It's a joint decision, maybe, and maybe shows that the wives are more supportive than we think. And you're, uh, you're basically, for our listeners out there that might be on the fence or thinking about it, you're making it uh, a no-brainer for them. You'll be comfortable. Yeah, give us a call right now. We'll do a free assessment with the MD. Uh, he'll do a blood flow ultrasound. He'll do a full exam. Your medication, your medical history... Your current state is relevant. Um, that'll be analyzed totally free. 801-901-8000. Get on the schedule now. 801-901-8000. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. We'll have more of The Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, and Bowler. As usual, we can't thank you enough for coming in, man. It's been fun. Hey, uh, sorry about the traffic and, you know, sorry about uh, the cell phone going off right there. But, yeah, it uh, happens. Uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, it's always fun to drop in, especially on a on an interesting day, right, where the Jazz maybe have changed uh, their approach to this lineup and where they go from here. I'm excited to see June 30th roll around and uh, the following days and a week and if the Jazz will be aggressive and hit that free agent market with uh, with some aggression. aggression. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, if, if the reports are right and Conley's in, then the Jazz have made a commitment and off they go. And if it all comes into fruition. So, look. It's a it's a time changer. It's a game changer uh, with a Mike Conley in a Jazz uniform. Gordon, these uh, breaking news days are always the most fun days oh, yeah. to to be on the air. This is a day that caught the attention of all Jazz fans, and why wouldn't it? I mean, Mike Conley is that kind of player, and when the Jazz make a move like this, especially one that's been anticipated because of all the interest around the trade well, deadline. Well, yeah, this this guy this, was the guy that was targeted back yeah. in February. Yeah. yeah, nobody could deny that the Jazz were interested in in uh, a. Acquiring him, and so now they make it uh, semi-official. I guess, like you said, it'll be official July sixth. But uh, this is a positive move for the Utah Jazz, in my opinion. They are closer to a title now than they were yesterday. <coughs> Thanks to uh, Sam Amick for joining the show. Thanks to Bowler for coming in. Tomorrow is draft day on the station, so it should be a good one. We will talk to you then on the Big Show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone.